not the mama, not the mama, not the mama, not the mama, not the mama. You do that one more time and I'm gonna throw you across the room. Hello, welcome friends to Not the Mama with Auntie Julia. I am your host, Auntie Julia, and today with me, I am very excited to intro Irene Morales. Welcome to Not the Mama. Thanks for having me. She is a comedian, and you've probably heard her on SiriusXM. Uh, she's also on lots of shows around the city, and you've done festivals and stuff, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. She's going to L.A. tomorrow, so look <laughs> out for her. I don't know when this is going to be <laughs> online. That's always my problem. But okay. who knows? You you might get a chance to see her. Um, but anyway, so uh, Irene is here today um, to talk about how she's undecided on having kids. And so we've kind of gone back and forth, like sending messages and stuff. Um, so you're 32. Yes. And you are single. Yes. So that's Couldn't probably... be more single. <laughs> <laughs> when was your last relationship? Uh, with Jeff Sheen a couple months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, juicy. I yeah, I know. know. I don't really know him. <laughs> he's he's know a he's... nice guy. I'm not... I have, I have yeah. no bad things to say about him. It just didn't work out. I, well, I know, I've heard, only heard nice things about him. Yeah. Um, he's a he's Chicago really guy. He's really him a lot. Yeah. Yes. That's why we know a lot of the same people. Yeah. I've probably maybe met him like once. For sure. But I've been in New York for five years, so I didn't even know Tommy McNamara. Oh, wild. Okay. I had I knew of him, okay. but I had never actually met him. So, oh, okay. So um, there's kind of, same thing with Tom Takar. Like, there's sort oh. of like an overlap. But they all know you. Yes. Right. Well, we've become friends. Yeah. 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 And they, they like knew Wayne and stuff. Right. And, Everybody loves you guys. Um, yeah. So, Independent and as a unit. Yes. Well, that's what we strive for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really don't want to be that couple that people don't like to be around when they're together. But no, you, you guys are I, cute. Like for me though too, it's like really important as a quote unquote comedian's girlfriend mm-hmm. that I have my own friends, you know, and that I make uh, my own friends regardless of yeah. if I'm connected to it because of Lane, which I'm not even connected to it because of Lane. Um, so that's kind of the funny thing. I met Lane through comedy, even though I don't do it. <laughs> oh, cool. I didn't, have you said this story or do you uh, mind saying yeah, it? Yeah, I got, I got into it a little bit, but, um, my, um, best friend and former roommate used to, uh, she started stand up in Chicago uh-huh. and that's how I met, like, I became friends with Lisa right away, Lauren Vino. Oh, cute. Um, I didn't know Lauren was out of Chicago, too. Oh, yeah. She actually moved here, like, a year before Lane and I did. Hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's how. And I did meet Lane. We probably knew each other for, like, two years before we started dating, but not Mm -hmm. very well. So, um, yeah, but he's super cute. Yeah, we're going on seven years in January. I love it. Yeah, it's been great. So, yeah, we moved here together. But that's why it's been so long in New York now that even though I still feel so connected to Chicago because I was there for 11 years, um, but there are people who have come from Chicago since we've moved that I didn't really know that well. For sure. That's like me in Miami. Yeah. People are like, oh, he's a Miami person. I'm like, I haven't been living there for four years. Yeah, so you're from Miami, mm-hmm. and yep. did you start doing comedy down there? I did, yeah. Cool. Did you know Lane is sort of from Miami, too? Yes, we've talked about it. Yeah, and it's cool that he gets my Miami jokes. Yes, and he started <laughs> doing... Well, it's so funny. I feel like there are a lot of Florida comedians here. 
Yeah, but we don't run as thick as the Chicago guys, and that's something that I admire. I guess because in true Florida fashion, it's just so weird and like yeah. like Mike Lawrence is from Florida, but he very he did the very smart thing of like leaving right away. Yeah, and I probably should have left sooner too, but my family's Cuban and whatever. Yeah, well, it's also. I think that if you are accustomed to that climate, it's uh-huh. a little harder to envision yourself elsewhere yeah. because winters are more annoying for sure. I mean, yeah, it gets hot down there in the summer or whatever and like hurricanes, but <laughs> snow every day sucks. And we do AC so much better. That's I love to talk oh, yeah. shit on New York in that regard. I'm like, greatest in the world. You can't do AC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Just you came in to my office and wanted to get me a fan. No. <laughs> I mean, I just want the best for you. Just a little. Uh, my yeah. mom got me a Dyson, uh, the Dyson, like, mm. that's all I wanted for Christmas. She's like, what do you want? I'm like, you don't the think I'm going Yes, the blade. You know, and of course she's Cuban, so she like found it cheaper online. And my birthday's in December too, so I'm like, that can just be everything. And it's great. So do you get to go back to Miami very often? My mom is like a Jewish woman. Like every time I, I was just, that's why I was a little bit late. Cause I was like on the phone with her. She's like, well, maybe you can come home to Miami after LA. I'm like, are you insane? <laughs> like I'm not, like I'm in between jobs right now. I'm like, you're yeah. insane. But I think I might go, <laughs> I yeah. think I might go in like two weeks or a week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. She always wants me to come home. Yeah. It's, and so do you have any other family in New York or anywhere around here? Or are they all in South Florida? I have like cousins and aunts. Like I, uh, I have a, what is it? Like a great aunt that I was hanging out with on Monday or Tuesday, Monday. My days are blurred. I have cousins in short. Okay. I have like cousins. I mean, I only have one sibling and he's in Miami, but, uh, yeah, I have like, like if I'm, if I ever get fucked here, I have like little places that yeah. I can go. That's like everyone has to have that yeah, plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it all goes to shit, yeah, I have yeah, an yeah. escape where yeah. I have someone to call. Like another home base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And my it's aunt true. was gracious enough to be like, you know, you know, you can always, and her, she has like this like rent control department on like Park Avenue that oh, she's had. Cool. She's, like, one of these, like, old... I mean, it's because she's been there for 30 years, yeah. not because we're loaded. But she talks like this, darling, and she yeah. smokes cigarettes in her apartment. Like, it's great. Yeah. That's... Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, I am one of the people who really actually love New York. I've always I just wanted to live here. Me too. No, no, no. I'm not saying that you're not. I'm oh, just oh. saying, like, we know people who really hate New York. Um, and some of them are my very close friends, and so they've struggled with the transition. Right. But, like, for me, I'm just so excited to be here longer and longer and longer. Yeah. Because I feel like the longer you are in New York, the more established you actually become. As and then person. you can, like, look back. Yeah. I mean, even in only five years, I remember Bushwick before it was whatever Disneyland it is now. You know, it's just so oh, wild yeah. how quick it all changes. Yep. Um, but okay, so you've mentioned that you're Cuban, which mm-hmm. I don't really know much about Cubans. I mean, I don't even think I have any real stereotypes in my mind. I know South Florida, there's like always tension around Cuban Americans. There isn't there? Um, there's just a shit ton of us just because of the proximity to Cuba. But isn't it like in, um, voting or stuff like that because regarding the political climate Uh and everything with being Cuban-American versus being Cuban. Right. Or... Um, I think you also might be thinking of... So during Kennedy, uh, the whole Bay of Pigs... Yes. He... um, he like didn't pull he didn't pull out the troops soon enough so a lot of um cubans like cubans who were still in cuba died um so a lot of cubans a lot of cubans just lean more republican even though you would think we'd be more democrats and then 
like our, like my generation, like I voted for for Hillary, and like yeah. you know, a lot of people in my family voted for Trump, which I think is insane. But like that is is that maybe what you're thinking of? Yeah, I guess maybe a okay. little bit. Just I I feel like every now and then you kind of hear about, cause especially like when Obama was opening up Cuba mm-hmm. and all that was happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does make sense why the Cuban Americans would have voted for Trump because didn't they not want that to happen? Yeah, so that gets sticky too because they're tricky because um I mean, there's some Cubans in Cuba who are okay with communism. And okay. I met them and I'm like, this isn't like a young girl. Like yeah. I went to Cuba. Ooh, I went to Cuba recently and I'm like, this is crazy. I you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I guess just how some people are okay with living under a monarchy like Yeah. It was wild, but um, others oh, okay living under Trump. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Some people are very happy with everything yeah, that's happening. Right that's now. such a good point, right? So it's yeah. just like, oh, okay. Um, or living under capitalism, <laughs> right? Which is its own thing. I mean, I love going to Sephora, but yeah. we're like killing trees. Um, yeah, no, I. Uh, a lot of people were. It, the other thing is, like my grandmother, who's also Cuban, obviously. Um, like they're very like my grandmother won't ever go back to Cuba because she doesn't want to give money to the Cuban government Mm, I get that you know what I mean and my mom's the same way I went on a birthright scholarship because they're starting to do that now like they literally Jewish I was no and that's what I was gonna say I don't know if I said that on here but yeah I I, uh, compared your mom yeah she's like a Jewish mother oh my god there's so many I dated a Jewish guy for four years I mean there's so many like similarities between it's just like very big on family and friends and like tradition and I think I think those stereotypes kind of can translate to any sort of tight-knit community yeah especially communities that are immigrant communities or Mm -hmm. have faced you know like super odds you know people want to maintain their heritage and maintain their culture yeah so who does that the best women especially mothers yeah (laughs) although not moms can do it too too. (laughs) out of my sisters i'm the one that maintains our swedish uh, heritage how cool so i mean maybe my sister will a little bit with her daughter but i'm definitely the one that's more into that than they are but that's cool, though. I have a friend. One of my best friends is Swedish and Italian. Oh, yeah? She's gorgeous. It's insane. That's like, uh, yeah, in my hometown, it was mostly Swedes and Italian um, immigrants. Well, she, yeah, she got her dad's from Sweden. Uh, I'm sorry, her dad's Italian and her mom's Swedish. Her mom used to be a model. Like, oh, yeah. And the mom, her mom's gorgeous. And Charlotte speaks like seven languages. She speaks oh, Swedish. Wow. Yeah. I do. And Italian. I speak no languages. That's okay. Get yeah, Duolingo. <laughs> I actually Duolingo is great. to their podcast because oh. I do want to learn Spanish. Okay, I feel I've I've tr- I've taken French, I've taken Swedish. They haven't stuck. Although I did count in French recently for a French person, and they were impressed. Great. So I think they were just I happy to have sort you. Sort of can do that, and I think I remember the alphabet in French, and I remember sort of phrases. But I just it's something that makes me really nervous like speaking oh sure like not getting it right is something that I couldn't handle like uh-huh. it's so it causes a lot of anxiety for sure um and so that's like my problem but there is a Duolingo um Spanish podcast oh, cool. where it's like a podcast teaching you how to speak Spanish oh cool um and I listened to so many of them I figured I should try it out try it out you can always we'll talk see. to me too and yes. if it makes you feel better Spanish like 
uh, Spanish speakers, I feel like people who speak other languages are always just happy that you're trying. And even if you right. fuck up a little bit, like when my, so my dad's Paraguayan, when my cousins from South America speak to me in English, if they have little fuck ups, I'm just happy that they're speaking in English. And I'm like, yeah. oh, it's this. And they're like, oh, fuck. And I do the same thing in Spanish too. Yeah. I'll like fuck up a, you know, a, a feminine article or whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, in English, it never bothers me. I work with like a lot of international students. Yeah, right. And it's- it never bothers me like their ability to speak or communicate in mm-hmm. English perfectly because yeah. I, I know so many English speakers that can't you know? right, right, right. <laughs> so I don't, it's just a thing in my brain like it was I think that was like the big block for me in like school not being able to do it um so I'm trying to be brave I'm trying to push myself <laughs> so that's interesting your dad's Paraguayan yeah that's really cool so have you been to Paraguay I have I've been at least twice let me think about it yeah I've been twice I went for a month when I was 16 just to like meet everyone because I have like 10 first cousins down Mm -hmm. there and then I went again for a wedding and I think I'm gonna go go again for another wedding in November they're always really sweet they always like they're like we'll pay for it and I'm like you guys are insane yeah Um, I um have one of our high school exchange mm -hmm. students was from Paraguay and I've kept in touch we went to homecoming together and everything and he's like super sweet oh how cute Um, he must be from Asuncion from the uh, capital. Yes. Yeah, yeah, everyone's he, from the capital. He's like a, a restaurant developer, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah, of his, course they are. Uh, he is. His Instagram feed. But yeah, he. We. it's been fun to keep in touch and stuff. And um, I don't know if I'll ever get to go to Paraguay, but... Oh, go. Would. He would... They would die. Like, that's... Yeah. Again, he would love to have you in his home and host you. And he'd probably, you know, have a room set up for yeah. you. And... Yeah. I oh. did go to Ecuador last summer. Oh, cool. my friends live down there. How's so Ecuador? I, it was... You know, the craziest Oh, wait, thing. I saw pictures. I stalked you while you yeah. were there. Yeah. Uh, my, so my best friends from college live down there with uh-huh. their two kids, and um, who are my original Auntie Julia kids. I love it. Um, but they... I was actually... So I was so nervous because I went alone. Lane didn't come with me, and mm-hmm. I had a super long layover in Mexico City for twelve hours. Oh shit! And I, the reason why I chose that was because I was going to like go out and explore, and uh-huh. then everyone was like, "You shouldn't because you can't speak Spanish, and you don't know you don't." You look like a target. I guess, but then when I was there in the airport, I felt fine, and nobody spoke English in the airport. It was actually in the airport in Mexico City where I felt like I had the most foreign experience, because in Ecuador, people, most people were speaking English, even in stores and stuff. Oh, shit. Um, not, not, I mean, to us, obviously. Is this in like, Quito? What was yes, this? Okay. in Quito. Um, and, but, you know, I mean, obviously there was lots of Spanish and everything's written in Spanish right. and everything, but, um, you could kind of read it, right? It's like, um, yes. I mean, I'm not, I can use context clues. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You might like the app. You might like the Duolingo yeah, app because you see that. everything. Oh, and it's free. Yeah. Have I them should. sponsor you. Maybe I should. Uh, oh, yeah. You, are you listening? Duolingo. <laughs> Julia's a nice girl from a good family. Sponsor her. Hello. She's trying. Maybe I'll be able to do a whole episode in Spanish. I'll have you back on. <laughs> we'll do it in Spanish. Well, okay. So bringing it back to your family. So yep, that's yep. super cool. So you're pretty um, internationally connected. Because I'm assuming your parents, and maybe this is a wrong assumption, no, but are they... First gen Americans, or they're they're both from my mom's from Cuba and my yes. dad's from so I'm first so generation. So you're first gen, okay. Right. So and are they still married? No, they're not. They're not. So does your dad live in Miami too? No, my dad. 
my mom's like kind of popular and all her friends like ran him out of Miami. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, it's just like that was her city. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are we doing I feel like that's time? a Miami thing where you yeah. can run people out of town. I don't know where else you do that, really. <laughs> well, I feel like it would happen in New York, too. Yeah, you know what maybe. I mean? Maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. Miami just seems like a place where you have to get along or otherwise you're... There's nowhere else to go. <laughs> I think she's just very connected and she's just lived there her whole life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she just has so many fr- I mean, my mom's, you know, just a teacher, but like she has friends who are judges and doctors yeah. and she's just very established there. And it was my dad who's like this like Wahoo from Paraguay, you know? Yeah. So where is he now? He's in Inverness, which is like kind of close to Orlando oh, okay. in Florida. Yeah. Just like doing his thing up there. I feel like Florida is also a place where people kind of live everywhere. Like yeah. Lane's lived all over Florida uh-huh. minus the panhandle. Right. Um, and it seems like other people I know lived all over too. And like his parents are always moving around, you know, so. That's cool. Uh, it feels like that happens a lot where people have more, more broad strokes Florida experiences where I'm from New York where people mostly just kind of stay put I didn't know you were from New York I'm from upstate oh cool I'm from far western upstate so oh, cool. um yeah so it's just a little different like people don't really travel around that much I guess as far as moving is concerned yeah I know you can do it in Florida for sure and it's crazy how like I mean, it's always Florida, but you can go to different... You know, there, there is very, like, beach-heavy towns. Miami, you need, like, a fucking passport to get into. But yeah. then you go up to Tallahassee, and it's, like, very, like, backwoods redneck. Yeah. Not that... It's the, all I mean, different vibes all super over. Super different vibes, yeah. I lived in Orlando for two years. Did uh, you like it? No. It was, like, all white people and Puerto Ricans. It was, like, a weird mix. It was, like... I don't know. It was... Yeah, it seems... It Also, culturally, Orlando seems weird to me. Yeah. Because it seems like... It's like a tax haven, isn't it? Part of it. Oh, I didn't even know that. wealthy people. I think there's part of it where... Sure, that makes sense. There is a wealthy pocket of it. Yeah. There's like a part of Florida where... Well, uh, Florida, they don't have income tax, do they? Right. So, okay. So then there's this other part in Orlando where it might be no property taxes or something. Oh, shit. And that's where... Like, because I think that's where OJ went... I think he bought property there. I oh. think that's why Tiger Woods lived there. Oh. Um, it's a certain... I don't know if it's Orlando proper, but it, oh. it's there. It's around there somewhere. I believe you. Someone write in and tell me what I'm talking about. <laughs> Listeners, help me out. I, I don't love know it. what I'm talking about. But have, I think it is. I think it's like a tattoo region or something. Like I know that. like Dan Marino and like a lot of like athletes will like... But, but like in West Palm Beach or something. I don't know. It's also like like what you were saying earlier. Like the weather's always the same. Yeah. I mean, it's just always chill down there or hot. But you know what I mean? Yeah. I just have such a problem with frogs and mosquito bites. Oh, sure. I get that. Yeah. So that's my only thing. I don't, And I don't think Lane would ever actually want to live there again. He kind of hightailed it out immediately after college. Um, it took me a while. I want to be opposed to living on the beach. I would love that. but. And you wouldn't get as many bugs. Yes, and not as many frogs, depending on what beach. Right. It's true. Yeah. I'm very focused on the frogs. I know. How cute. That's like one of your phobias? Um, It's like my main one. I just hate them so much. Oh, okay. His sister just moved to a place in Bartow, Florida, which is like central Florida. Okay. like southern more south than orlando okay and she sent me this picture of this well first she sent me a picture of like literally dozens of baby tree frogs all over the side of their new house and then she sent me a picture of this huge huge tree frog like this big that just 
appeared on her windshield of her car. Oh my god! It was gross. so disgusting, and, I, and it just like fell from the sky and was there. And I was like, "Nope, I, can't, I cannot do it." Yeah, that's gross. I'm I've never. It. I mean, I've had. I know what the little tree frog she's talking about, but we don't have that shit in Miami. Yeah. I think the one thing is, like, I'm not scared of cockroaches. Like... Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I am. Like, I'm not going to fucking sleep with them or anything. It's right. It's not like, we're going to party. But they're, it's like spiders. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. A spider. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like things that are annoying that you don't want around you. I mean, I don't... I'm not even afraid of mice. I don't like them, but I'm not, like, f- like phobic, you know? I right. I don't freak out. Well, I, I do freak out when, like, the rats will, like... Dar- I mean, I don't freak oh, out. Like, yeah, I'm not screaming, but, like, you're a little drunk and you're like, God, this is too much right now. I, I mean, this is so embarrassing, but whenever I see a rat, I, like, immediately think it's, like, a frog, and then I have to, like, oh, relieve myself. Oh, you're so cute. This like, is, like, a legit phobia. Yeah, I'm always like, oh, thank God, it's just a rat. <laughs> so messed up. You're the cutest. Yeah, Lane's learned, like, I'm always scanning for, I'm always, his family has even learned, because there are true frogs where they live in St. Augustine, and so I'm always, like looking around and his dad's always like the frogs aren't around and I'm like there's one right there (laughs) I always fought them but I'm growing I'm getting braver but anyway okay back to this back to what's at hand okay so okay your family so Mm -hmm. your mom and dad are divorced and Mm -hmm. you said you had one sibling yes you have a brother is that right and he lives in Miami near your mom? With my mom. With he's your mom. Okay. He's autistic. Okay. So he'll always have to be with my mom. Because okay. he's uh, nonverbal. Oh, okay. Yeah. So are you older than him or younger than him? We're 10 months apart. Oh, wow. I know. Everyone's wow. always like, Irish twins. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I met a guy last night and he's like, oh, I'm, you know, he said Irish twins. And I'm like, oh, cool. What is it? He's like 13. I'm like 10. Wow. Everybody always freaks out. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So were you close growing up? Were you able to have, like, that type of relationship with him? Um, yeah, I always... I was trying to explain this the other day. It kind of feels sometimes like I had all the cons of being an only child with none of the... Like, sometimes yeah. it felt like I was an only child just because, like, I can't talk to him. Like, I yeah. can't be like, what a bummer that our parents are getting divorced. Right? Yeah. But I still have to, like, share everything with him. So, I mean, the, the short answer is yes. Like, I adore him and I do feel a strong connection but I've never had a, like, I can't talk to him yeah. like I'm talking to you. Yeah. Um, but I was just, I mean, my mom put me on the speaker and, you know, just now, and she was like, oh, he's listening, he's saying yeah. hi. Um, and so, um, how old were you guys when your parents divorced? So I told them to get a divorce when I was, like, 11 or 12. Oh, wow. Um, that obvious. Yeah. I think also, though, I mean, I hate, like, uh, I think my emotional intelligence is higher because of my brother. You yeah. Know what I mean? And I think you just become, like, super sensitive or yeah. super aware of things. Um, so I was just very aware. Again, my dad's an alcoholic, so it was just okay. like, oh, this is a problem. Yeah. Um, but it's actually when I went to Paragon, when I went to Paragon, I was 16, when I came back after a month, they were in separate cars. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, they're for sure separating separating but oh, they so didn't, you told them when you were that young and they still didn't they get still divorced. didn't do it till so they didn't they didn't get divorced till i was 21 that's the timeline and that was more because all of my mom's friends who are judges are like god forbid you have some like wahoo inheritance from yeah. cuba not that we do or bro like nothing yeah but they're like you it needs to be legal yeah um because she just yeah her friends are like lawyers uh so they they didn't get divorced divorced till i was 21 okay. but they had already been separated and like not living together. Oh, okay. They didn't get like 
It wasn't very clean, though. It, like, took a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Once they were separated, was it easier for you? Yeah, it's just, like, a better vibe in the house. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. if they don't want to be together. And, like, my brother and I could obviously feel that. It's like, yeah. if you guys aren't happy, fuck it. But my mom is so Cuban Catholic that she's like, we have to stay together for oh, the kids yeah. and whatever. And maybe she just decided in her mind that we needed... We needed a family unit till I was in college or got out of college or, I don't, you know. But it's yeah. also, like, I think she had a hard time getting my dad to, like, sign the papers. Yeah. And it costs money and we, yeah. we really don't have money like that. And it's not like, oh, we had to divide up this asset. Yeah. Like, there's no asset. You yeah. Know? Yeah. All those things are kind of complicated. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have kids. And then if you have a kid who requires more A special attention, needs, you yeah. Know. So, I think that's what it was. Yeah. So, how do you think that's affected you kind of with how you envision your adult life um or how did it affect you when you were a kid like did you think like oh I'm just gonna do everything different or was it like because like for me I was always counting down the days to leave home not Uh because I had a bad home life or anything Uh I just wanted to get out of my small town okay um so that was like my only like blinders on like just how do I get out right and I didn't really think much else of anything so Uh like kids I mean I knew I really didn't want them or like marriage I knew I didn't really want it Mm -hmm. like all that kind of stuff just fell by the wayside because I was so laser focused did you have anything like that and was it influenced by your family dynamic um I always felt weird in Miami yeah like I always felt weird and out of place because I'm not like whatever your stereotype of Miami that you're thinking of it's true like everyone's super hot and walks around naked and I don't look, I'm, I don't look like stereotypically Cuban or Hispanic. Yeah. So um, I, I just felt, I always felt like an outsider there. So I was always jazzed to come move to New York too. I was just like, it was just like, I didn't want to leave my mom the way my dad left her. Yeah. I didn't want to like, um, and I really didn't feel good about leaving Miami until we found this one nurse through my brother's Medicare mm. waiver. Um, Joanna, she's still with us or Joanna, uh, she's great. And when Joanna came into our lives, I was like, okay, I think I can, I think I can. And it was just like a bunch of, I wrote about it. It was a bunch of things that I'm like, okay, I think that now I can leave at 28. But I, I was like you, like I came to New York when I was 11 and it was like, this is the only other place outside of Miami that felt like home. I was like, this is great. Like I saw, I literally saw this woman who was acting like such a bitch on roller skates and I'm like I'm home yeah was like, I want right. to be her give me my skates it was great and she was on like old school roller skates I'm like this is the best <laughs> um but in regards to your other questions with kids I- I've always had the mentality ever since I was young like you know when you're a little girl and you're like I'm gonna have three kids and d and get married by the time I'm 28 like I think I was always just like I'll take however many I'm blessed with yeah um I, I would like to get married. I, I mean, again, I'm very single, but I do enjoy being in a relationship, and I, I would like to get married. I don't even need the whole uh, uh, wedding, but I, I do like being with You someone. want a partner. You want to be a I like, yeah. Yeah. But I also, my grandmother always told me this growing up in Spanish, but it translates to, uh, it is better to be alone than in poor company. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just, like, don't yeah. settle. You know, yeah. like, I'm not going to be with someone just to be with someone. You know, yeah. like, if it doesn't well, work out. Well, wanting partnership and love, I think, is totally different than wanting to have a wedding and a marriage. Right, right, like, right. Like, even though, obviously, for most people, all of that kind of comes together. But right. for some people, they just want those things so much more. And yeah. so that's, I think, where probably that's your grandma's advice to you. Like, 
don't just take whoever comes along just to fill these boxes in life, you right, know? Right, right. Um, so dating-wise then, um, you've been single for a few months now. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you approach dating? It still overstimulates me. Yeah. And you kind of, you have a window into our lives as comedians. Yeah. And I'm sure you as an educated woman, like, don't you ever get bored talking to people sometimes? You're like, this fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Like, this person's an idiot, you know? Well, or I remember, so before I started dating Lena, I was single for like six years. Mm-hmm. I had two serious college relationships. Mm-hmm. One good, one not so good. Okay. Um, and the good one ended after we graduated, um, which was excellent uh-huh. because he got married to this like perfect person for him who's who was one of our friends and then I got to be me <laughs> not be a person following this path that was right. taking me to sadness you know not about him or anything like that but just it's like not me finding wanted. myself right. yeah um so then I was single for a really long time and I think I mean I like dated you know were you single in New York no, I'm, I, Lane and I moved here together. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Because that's so, a whole other dynamic yes. that I've spoken with a lot of women about. Yeah. Well, I mean, just from friends, it does sound pretty overwhelming. It's a I mean, I remember when I was, when I had decided, like, okay, I'm ready to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was before the apps. So um, it was like, okay, Cupid online mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. And, um, I kind of got into that for a little bit, and it was just like, you'd have like a good vibe with somebody maybe online, Mm -hmm. and it just never would translate into real life, Mm -hmm. or I had friends set me up with people who, like on paper, it seemed like, oh great, Mm -hmm. we would go together, and then just actually hated each other, (laughs) so it's not this like easy thing to kind of create connection mm-hmm. so I totally understand what you're saying like I'm just tired of you right now <laughs> yeah. I just don't and I think like especially in New York it's like kind of, it's just a different place like I know people get sick and tired of hearing about what makes New York great or what makes New York special but it is a different place because there are just so many people here and we're in a small like an actually small kind of area of land Mm -hmm. so we're all on top of each other the biggest industries in the world are here billionaires live around us it's competitive as fuck you know and everyone you meet is doing something so cool like I'm always astounded by how talented everyone is Mm -hmm. like it's just I mean our friends wrote a musical (laughs) it's yeah. just crazy yeah. how cool you know and I, I'm certainly I have talented friends other places I'm not saying that I don't mm-hmm. it's just here people are doing it for real life you know yeah and when you move here you're like not fucking around anymore. yeah and yeah, it's yeah. like serious and yeah. and there's no reason for you to think that you can't make it because I mean even though New York will kick the yeah. shit out of you we just know so many people who are making it, you right. know, and it's happening and there it's a real thing. Like somebody has to be entertainers, you know, so mm-hmm. why not you if you've got that talent and want to do it? Yeah. So um, with dating, it's like kind of, it seems to me that my friend's experience just kind of a burnout pretty quick because, and kind of go in and out of it mm-hmm. because everyone here is always looking around for the next thing, you know, or making sure that they're doing the thing right or mm-hmm. that they're, you know, it, 
people don't like leaving things up to chance here very often. Well, because you moved your whole life to come right. here. You know what I mean? And I think like you were, I think I felt like you were alluding to the fact that it's almost a secondary thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, because everyone's so career driven. And I read an article where at least for heterosexual people, um, it's like five to, I think it's like five women for every one guy or four women. Yeah. Something outrageous where it's like, of course the men can be fuckos. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, can we not curse? No, we can't. Oh, okay. I yeah. I, I wanted <laughs> I to be respectful. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to like, or like, don't you need like an explicit rating I, or I something? I think we're explicit. Okay, cool. I didn't want to like fuck we it we talk up. about abortion. Uh, That's educational. IVs. I agree. I agree. But I think it's rated. I love Planned Parenthood. Um, Yes. Also, get I get in hot water for that too back at home, but I don't oh, know fuck. Oh yeah. Oh I'm yeah. Sure. I'm I was sure. the one blue drop in Red Florida. I feel like I'm no, sure. not, not just me. But so, so well with dating when you approach it mm-hmm. as like a comedian who's focused on that and that's sort of your priority. Mm-hmm. Are you like what? How do you talk? Like if it is getting serious with somebody, how do you kind of approach? what you want your future to look like and how they would fit into that? That's a great question. Um, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, so, like, Barbara Walters <laughs> fucking clutch your pearls. Uh, um, some questions are better than others. <laughs> I've had a lovely time. I want everyone to listen. You have such a good vibe. Um, my therapist actually made me get on the apps a couple months. So okay. Jeff and I were together, and then we broke up, and, and then we got back together again and broke up. It's been a delight of Velcro. Um, but uh, my therapist made me get on the apps for a little bit because all I do is work in comedy. Yeah. Because it's just whatever day job I have at the time, and then comedy. And she's like, you're never going to meet anyone. Um, but your question was more, I've only dated comedians. Okay. So um, then you don't have to kind of explain the lifestyle to them. Right. Which that's a big thing mm-hmm. for, I think it's, it's big, it's a big thing for obviously women comedians, mm-hmm. um, because men don't often like to be second fiddle or whatever, mm-hmm. but it is a big thing for guys who do comedy as well, because even though it seems like women are throwing themselves at them left and right all the mm-hmm. time and they meet non-comedian women all the time, mm-hmm. those, it seems often that burns out pretty quickly because those women then want to become the priority mm-hmm. in the guy's life and yeah. it's just never going to be that way. Right. Um, at least not, you know, at night <laughs> because they have to, like, that's when you perform, you know? it's You can't go out on dates every... It's true. My, my male friends who are comedians who are dating women who are not comedians, the women are so incredible and they're so, like, they're just their own badasses like yeah. you and I'm also thinking so I'm thinking of you and you know who Nathan McIntosh is right I don't you, whatever you, probably know. you know who he is He's, you know who he is yeah. um, but his girlfriend Liz they've been together for nine years okay and I hang out with Liz independent of, her name's Elizabeth independent of him just cause she is so great and yeah. she's like such a badass and she's a she edits screenplays and yeah. she does copywriting and she's just such a cool girl um and not to say yeah, you kind of have to bring your own thing into it. Yeah, you can't, it yeah, can't yeah. be if your if your path is wedding, honeymoon, marriage right, right. for a little bit, babies. It's just going to look totally different with a comedian. Yeah, you know, it's true. And I think for women, I don't know. At least my experience, it's especially hard to date. 
like I don't know like w- one of the people that I met off Tinder was this musician he was he was the closest to like understanding the whole vibe but then he was like oh I think I want to start comedy and I'm like get the fuck out of here yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean I'm like Ugh. I don't know it's yeah, I re- before I started dating Lane, I kind of, um, I hooked up with one of my neighbors who I knew before, like I, I had known him for a while. Mm-hmm. We were friends and it wasn't ever like a dating situation. It mm-hmm. was just friends and that was what, it, that was always just going to be Who would sometimes hook up? Oh, okay. This yeah. is probably, oh, okay. Yeah. Right, just, that's the best. It, it wasn't any, any big thing, but I did take, this is back in Chicago and uh-huh. I did take him, um, to... Lisa's show that she ran because I think Lisa was living with me at the time. Yeah, it's a fun thing to um, do. Yeah, and I just took him because I thought, like, it's fun. You right. know, yeah, just hang common. out. Like, it's fine. Oh, no. But I'm he wasn't. He, no, I mean, it was. He was fine with the show. It was just like the after show hang. It was like he couldn't handle it, I guess. I don't even know. Because he was like, he's a musician, and, and to me, it doesn't seem that different. Like, you were just hanging out, shooting the shit afterwards with a bunch of creative people. So, what's the big deal? Right. But he was definitely off his game. And I think, I think, I don't know, maybe with comedy it's different because... He was probably intimidated. I think people get a weird type of intimidated from comedy because it seems like they can do it because it's quote-unquote just talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and good comedians make it look super easy, mm-hmm. so people get tricked. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's the difference with music. Not everybody can play music and they know that, or mm-hmm. not everybody can sing and they know that. But not everybody knows that they're not professionally funny. Right. And so I don't know if like if that's what does it to people. Um, that's an excellent observation. It very well could be. It's strange. It yeah. is strange. And I mean, he's we're still friends and he's great, but... Uh, I we hung out again like with some non-comedy friends like this other group of friends and he actually ended up hooking up with one of my friends which was completely fine we were just hanging out it it was never like a big thing mm-hmm. and I was like why couldn't you be like that with my comedy friends because <laughs> like, people get intimidated man it's just hanging out like it's just meeting people there are very few cool people like you and Elizabeth that can just hang with yeah. comedians I mean I think probably too like I got into it when I was so young so it was just so much fun for me and I was really craving like a different group of friends from my college friends no but honor yourself like you're a cool yeah. bitch well Thank you. Yeah. I no. will honor myself. Honor yourself. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, I know people, I mean, we could think of a million different circumstances and for whatever reason, they still can't jive with comedians. Yeah, you know it's what true. I mean? Like you it just, is true. You're just a down ass bitch. Thank you. I mean, bitch in a nice way. I, I hope know. you're not offended. Okay, cool. I, real, weird things offend me. Like right now, I'm just all riled up because I'm just overhearing about introverts on the internet. Like I just. I know people have different ways of communicating. Mm-hmm. I feel very respectful. Uh, like, How I'm funny. Not... Is this a thing? I miss living with Marsha because I'd be like, Marsha, what happened? She's like, this, 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 and we hate whatever. And no, I'm like, all right, cool. it's not a thing. It's been building up in me for a really long time. Oh, okay. Because, and it's great. The internet provides great outlets for people, especially mm-hmm. if you're not a good communicator socially. I totally understand that. Mm -hmm. But extroverts, it's not like we are free of problems or that we are malicious in our chats. Some people just feel like, oh, I should make conversation because that's how I'm comfortable. 
It's not like a mean thing. There are all these memes about introverts and giving introverts space and that, you know, and I'm just sick of it because I'm like, okay, I don't, I never thought that you weren't like worth something, you know? And maybe and I know I chat too much sometimes. That's an insecurity that I have too. So it's not a thing. It's just I've seen one too many introvert memes lately, and it's been going on for years. Auntie's pissed. Auntie's <laughs> pissed. Mute them shit. Also, I feel like some people don't know the difference between introvert and shy. Yeah. And like, if you're a gregarious person, which yeah. I think you are, and yes. I admire that about you. Like, okay, if you're shy, walk away, bro. Just be like, hey, I have to go pee. And then don't talk to the person anymore. Like, But it's always about, it's always wrapped up in introverts versus extroverts. And it's usually the extroverts are like these bullies or, you know, putting upon the introverts. And I just feel like maybe I need to make some introvert memes, but <laughs> I am just Do like, it. I am over it. Like... I, if I'm, if I'm making conversation, it's because I'm trying to make a connection to you in the best way that I know how to make a connection to you. If you don't want it, okay, that's all right. I don't think, lame. you know, but anyway, so that's just. It also sounds like the lowest common denominator of comedy where it's like, men are like this and yeah. women are like this. Well, it's a lot of that. I mean, right. The internet. You know? Um, but so, anyway, so do you envision yourself ending up with a comedian? Um, I mean, I have a crush on a guy now who's a comedian just yeah. because I don't know. I don't know because I'm well, 15 like, years old. How, I also just feel like if you're going to shows every night and mm-hmm. you're and hanging out at open mics and spending all this time in bars and mm-hmm. clubs, it's like, why would you go out? Like, there's so many men around you all the time. Some of them have to be okay, you know? Sure. <laughs> it's hard to like force yourself out of the community sometimes i'm more just exhausted well that's what i mean like it's <laughs> okay. like finding the time i'm physically i think that's one yeah. thing that i've noticed at, at 32 so like the musician guy we stayed we met the one that we met over tinder we stayed friends and it's actually his birthday today and he invited me to go like that's how friendly we still yeah. are and he is a really great musician but part of me is like i have to pack for la yeah like we're not gonna hook up I barely... It's hard enough for me to, like, go out and see friends that I yeah. like. Like, I'm not going to go see this guy. You know, I'm just like, oh, fuck it. But I don't know. Maybe... I, I'm sure some one of my friends from Miami would be like, I better, like, go and maybe you guys hook up yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, no, man. I'm just... Nana's tired. I call myself Nana. <laughs> Nana's tired. I'm tired. It, it is tiring. It really is. Like, if it... Ha- you know what I mean? If I meet someone nice, cool... And that's the other thing. Like, with Jeff, like, we just kind of... I don't know. He He kind of... You know, he he like approached me more, and I was like, "Oh, oh, this is well, lovely." Yeah. Yes, you know what I mean. Well, there is something to be being pursued in yeah. the right way, not being stalked or harassed, but yeah, being yeah. like no, not, yeah. appropriately sought after. Yeah, is, it's nice. It's nice because it's flattering, yeah. but then it's also like less work that you have to do in order to like keep it going. You just know that this person's interested. And right. it's nice when someone's confident enough to like show that to you. Right. And especially if you reciprocate the feeling, it makes yeah. it obviously better. Um, I'm also super shy with that stuff. I'm yeah. like such a wallflower. I think because of my adolescence. Yeah. Cause all my friends were like super hot. Oh yeah. Like, like ridiculously hot. And I was like this troll looking thing. See, okay, I'm not going to diminish your feelings, but I think you're, like, one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen. Oh, thanks. I truly do. Luckily, this isn't filmed. when your photo is up. 
No, I feel like you you are <laughs> so like, photogenic oh, and thanks. you have such a great look and it's unique and I'm sure that in your mind you were troll-like as a kid, but that wasn't the reality. Also, I'll, I'll DM you some pictures, girl. <laughs> You'll be like, what the fuck is this? Is that one eyebrow? What? Well, um, I definitely had pretty bad acne as a kid. It wasn't even, I don't even, now that I think back on it, it probably wasn't even that bad. I just didn't do anything to treat it because right. I was so anxious about it. It was like such an insecurity. I couldn't even face it. Um, well, that's also a symptom of a small town. We had like one dermatologist who was a monster and I had had a bad experience with him when I was a little kid because I had weird... I can't even... I had to go to a dermatologist as a very young child for a very uh-huh. specific, like, rash thing. And he was so uncaring and just so aggressive. Uh-huh. And it was just not a good experience. Uh-huh. So when I had acne, I was like... I'm fucking out going to this guy. I'm yeah. not being makeupless in front of this horrible man, you know? Gross. And there weren't really any other options. And, I mean, it was fine. I got through it. But I wish that I had just... I had a great little body. I was oh, actually pretty cute. I, I never had a good body. I hadn't, you know, spent so much time worrying about the one wrong thing. You oh, know, I wish I was girl. able. And so, but I take that lesson now as an adult. For sure. Now I'm a little chubbier and not I loving that so much. But I'm trying to be more like, all right, you're just getting older. So. <laughs> In your 40s, there's going to be a worse problem. My hair will start falling out or something. (laughs) So rock them braids now, girl. Fucking have your Janet Jackson and Drew and Jeannie moment. I was living for it. Yeah, I'm going to have Alex take pictures of me with the braid because it was such a... Oh my God, yes. It was meant to be. It's a moment. It's Um, a moment that needs to be captured in time. I had a similar experience with my OBGYN. I was 18 and my mom's like, oh, you're 18. You have to go to the OBGYN. That's it. Yeah. And I hadn't had sex yet. I started going when, before I had sex, too. And they didn't believe me that I didn't have sex. Well, okay. So it was, like, out of a movie. Like, she sits me down. Like, I had to go in there by myself. And the woman's, the doctor's like, okay. I'm like, a priest? You can, because, of course, this is Miami. She's like, you can tell me anything. I won't tell your mom. Are you having sex? And I'm like, no. I looked like yeah. Drew Barrymore in what's that movie? <laughs> oh, of, Never Been Kissed. Never Been Kissed. I was like, with my braces, like, <laughs> like no, I haven't. Been. I haven't had sex. And then she opens the door and she's like, and like escorts me out and she's like, these Cuban mothers, rah! Like, oh my gosh. I was mortified. Like that she was like, and I've, I hated going, and like I had to go to her office for electrolysis too. It was so traumatizing that whole experience. Uh, so it's very hard for me to find an OBGYN. I love actually going to Planned Parenthood because everyone's yeah. so fucking nice. And it's just chill. It's like there's so many problems, so we're not going to create any in here. <laughs> I mean, I think the worst part about Planned Parenthood is just walking in because you have to always yeah. walk. There's always protesters. Yeah. But um, Yeah, you hear that? Progressive pro-lifers start protesting the protesters. <laughs> Sorry. Just no, no, just I know, right? Um... I believe in different variations of pro-lifers. I will allow certain people to be progressive, but to not not be for abortion for themselves, as long as it's not getting in the way of anyone else's um, personal choices. But they do. I know they do. But though, but then I think like yeah, they need to get a handle on these whack jobs who are 
just getting in the way of somebody going to an appointment. Well, I think it's hilarious, not hilarious, but how ironic when they set a clinic on fire. I know. I know. I'm like, That's you fucking idiots. That's what I'm talking about, where it's like, <laughs> yes, you can be a pro-life progressive, but then you have to really take initiative to fight those other whack jobs. The wahoos, The yeah. people who are murdering people on behalf of not murdering, quote-unquote, not yep. murdering uh, people. Anyway, that's an aside. But, yeah, that's like, I actually had a very similar experience to that because I also went, and I, my family um, is Protestant, mm-hmm. um, not super, cons- I mean, conservative enough, like, certainly not, I wouldn't have, if I was having sex in high school, I'd never tell my mom I was, you right. know, um, but also because of my upbringing, I chose not to, you know, it was an actual choice that I made. Um, but I did go to the gyno mm-hmm. at 18 because I just thought that's what you're supposed to do. Uh-huh. Like, in health, that's what they tell you, that if you should go when you're 18 to... Because I feel like I was already being, like, threatened with ovarian cancer and everything if I didn't go. And what was the one that we all had to get shots for? Oh, uh, HPV. Is that what it was? Yeah, Remember? but I actually... I, I didn't get that. I didn't oh, get that. We all got it. I, I feel like I was... Um, just old enough where I could forego it because oh. didn't you have to have a series of shots and don't you have to have it before you're 26 or something? Yes. And I, I think I was going to be too old because I'll be 34 in like less than a month oh. and I think I was going to be too old for the final shot to happen before my 26th birthday. Oh. Again, listeners, tell me if I'm right. I don't know. <laughs> no, but that sounds right. I, I think that's what it was because I, I definitely considered doing it. But also that came around too when people were so nuts about vaccines. And that was liberal people. Liberals were very anti-vaccine like 10 years ago. Um, so people were like, oh, you shouldn't do that because of big pharma. Anyway, because I was truly going to do it, and then I was too old, and people were yelling at me. But anyway, my gyno experience, yeah, I went just because I thought I was being a healthy person, and they asked me if I was having sex, and I said no, and they said, you you can tell us, and I said, I, I get that, I'm not. And then they gave me all of these tests for, like, wild sexually transmitted diseases, like syphilis and chlamydia mm-hmm. that were not covered by insurance in any capacity. So my mom got this bill for like hundreds of dollars for these STD tests. And she's like, Julia, just let me, like, she's like, and she was super cool about it. Like uh-huh. as soon as I got out of high school, she was much more chill about me and my body as my own and experiencing life, you know, cause I was no longer her responsibility as far as if I got knocked up, you know, but she was just like, if it's happening, just, if you are having sex, let me know. And you really needed these. Otherwise we got to tell them that this is ridiculous. And I was like, no, I told, I am not having sex. Like I don't need those. I told them that multiple times. That's I'm not crazy. lying. So did you guys fight it? And... She did and just was like, never give her STD tests again unless she explicitly asks for them. She had to pay for it because I was still under her insurance. It was like when I, ju- when I was just about to start college. So yeah, doctors don't listen to women all the time. I mean, that happens. Well, I, so I guess moving it along the convo. So... As far as, like, children are concerned, um, what's happening now to friends is they're getting pressured to freeze their eggs and everything, Mm -hmm. which I'm excited because Farrah's going to come on because she wants to do that, and so we're going to talk about that. I would be open to it. um, So, yeah, have you been... 
have you have they brought that up to you? I mean, maybe going to Planned Parenthood they wouldn't so much just because it is so expensive. Um, no one has explicitly brought it up to me, but I've just thought about it for myself. Um, but I, I mean, I can barely afford having a meal. <laughs> no, that's the thing. It's like I just—it's just so much money because yeah, like between I think it's between ten and fifteen thousand. Yeah, yeah. And I'm single, so it's like if I had a partner and we weren't ready, and you know what I mean. Let's. Y- yeah, you know. but if you freeze your eggs, then you could meet someone. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But Any but then my other thing, going back to indecisiveness, is what about if I meet someone and we decide that we don't want to have kids? Yeah, then it's like 15 grand down Just the drain. literally down the drain. <laughs> that he could have just put in a sock or something. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, so do you, what do you think will, or when you think about it, like, do you have a gut instinct about what will actually happen or do you just feel like it's really based on who you end up with or is it based on comedy like when you'll know whether or not you're going to try for kids or just keep going um I, I mean so when I was like 17 or 18 I, I really thought about becoming a nun which is insane oh. um Wayne thought about becoming a priest oh weird mm-hmm. Does, does he have jokes about it? Because I used to say... I used to, like... I started writing a joke about it, but I was like, this freaks everybody out. He he used to try to do jokes about it, but, yeah, it was always kind of, like, one of those tense things. Yeah, where I yeah. think people just don't know where to put that a lot of the time. Right, right. Um, and we're so sick in the head, we think it's funny. We're already right. pa- we're already so okay with it that we're joking right. about yeah. it, and they're like, what? The tolerance for material is limitless <laughs> for, comedians, for comedians but but you yeah. have to consider your audience like I right. performed in DC and they were so fucking PC it was insane oh yeah, yeah like yeah. I said I said retarded which I understand how people could but it's funny because some New York audiences like eat it right up especially like a late crowd yeah. but in DC at 10 o'clock at night they're like you don't say that you know what yeah. I mean and I'm like I get I understand those feelings but whoo-hoo, yeah. you could like cut it with a knife they were so tense um Fuck, what was the question? Um, what what do you what do you think is gonna like tip the scale either one way or the other? Oh, the reason why I started telling you about the nun. Um because I would even even at eighteen I was like, fuck, but I I would like the experience of having kids. Mm-hmm. Um but as I get older, like I, I just don't wanna force it. I mean, maybe I'm single for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, I have two aunts, two aunties who they're both sisters, they never got married. Yeah. They just and they're both cool as hell. Yeah, you know what I mean. Vivian makes great margaritas. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I mean. It's so like, you have like a good. You've had examples both ways of adults in your life with kids without. So yeah, you can envision it either way. Yeah. How do you think your parents would feel if you actually don't have children? And well, does that factor into your care at all? I'm. St- um. You know what? My mom's been through so much. Yeah. Um. I would love to. I, I talk about it in therapy a lot. It definitely hurts me. So many of her friends have grandkids, yeah. you know? And my joke, you know, we kind of laugh about it. I'm like, well, get another dachshund because yeah. I don't even have a boyfriend right now. But um, if I could create some alternate reality, I would love to give her a, a, a grandchild. Yeah. And she would be so great. She would be the best grandma. Yeah. You know? She was such a great... She is such a great mom. Yeah. Um, so I would love to give, cause I'm sure she wants, I'm sure she would like to experience being yeah. a grandmother. So my decision to not have a kid would take that away for her. And she's already had so much taken away. So, 
Um, I would love to give that to her. But I also know, again, I'm not going to just hook up with whoever and produce right, a, yeah. a human just so that my mom can have that experience. Because I have talked to her about that. And she's like, yeah, no, I don't want I don't want you to be with whoever just to be with them just to... Have a kid. Yeah, just to get married and have a kid and like yeah. follow the, the linear timeline that society has like created for us. Yeah. Um, so that's good that you guys talk about it. Yeah, I mean, we joke. Uh, we definitely have used humor our whole lives. So, yeah, like, sometimes, you know, she'll be like, oh, Barbara took her granddaughter or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, get a dog. <laughs> like, yeah. get another. But then other times, you know, I have been real with her. And I'm like, you know, is it okay? Like, are you okay? She's like, she's like, obviously. I like how honest my mom is. My mom's like, yeah, obviously I would like a grandchild. But I don't want you to rush into anything. And I don't want you to be with someone who you're not absolutely in love with, who's a good partner in your life, you know? Yeah, and I I feel like this idea of, you know, taking from your mom, like, you've only ever given to her, you know, even if it feels like you're... I feel like I've taken from her my whole life. Yeah, but, you know, that's probably not how she views you, you know, especially wanting wanting you to be with her all the time, come to see her, all that, you know, obviously you give her joy. Um, And I feel like with regards to our capacity to create grandparents or whatever, Mm -hmm. if, you know, it's kind of like with everything, like, it shouldn't be based on what somebody else wants because... For sure, for sure. We'll never be able to live up to that standard. Mm -hmm. You can never, you know, like... Because then it's also like, well, where does it end? Then do you have to live back in Miami? No, no, totally. You know, and and just drop everything. And And that's why I didn't move for a long time. Right. And I think that most parents who are really loving and open with their children as adults, Mm -hmm. you know... That has to, this has to be part of the conversation too. That's why I do have friends who listen who have kids, and yeah. I'll have parent friends on too because um, I think it's important for us culturally that to kind of come to terms with the fact that parents don't own their children, right? And they're you know, yes, you're required to provide safe like upbringings for them and of course if you're choosing to have kids of course you want to do that you love them all this but children are you know a fail safe for your own future for sure it does just because you want life to look a certain way doesn't mean your child is going to want that because as soon as they're born they're their own person they're they're they've got a personality developing Mm -hmm. and you can do a million and one things to try to funnel them one way it doesn't mean that they're going to do it and maybe they would do that because they love you but it wouldn't fulfill them and I think people who really love their children are starting to come to terms with that more and are starting to parent more with the understanding that just because things have always been done a certain way doesn't mean I get to experience everything the certain way I want it right you know? yeah I think it's just hard again especially as like a first generation like, oh yeah like ideally you know she wants me to like become a doctor or a lawyer or marry one yeah and I think the guilt of not giving her a grandchild is it is just my brother and I yeah and my brother isn't gonna it's like how it's like if you were an only child because you know right. he doesn't have the option to have kids and right. she already knows that you right. know so you're like it is it does kind of all there's fall a on lot me. of pressure and I totally understand that pressure and um, I think I'm p- part of what puts me in a unique situation with regards to the topic of the podcast is um my sister had a baby this year, yeah. so my parents are grandparents. And right, so, so you're off the hook. You know, and it's not even that they ever had me on the hook, right, certainly, right. 
But I definitely think it would change the vibe. I don't know if I would feel as open to... Not having kids. Lead the charge. To, I mean, I've always talked about how I don't want kids, so it wasn't like a surprise to right. them necessarily. But I think I always kind of left the door cracked, you uh-huh. know, and now it's just totally shut. And I can be okay with that because it's not my responsibility because I've got sisters who share the responsibility with them. But it also isn't any of our responsibility at right, the end of for the day, sure. you know? And mm-hmm. it's really hard to get over that. Like, everybody that I've talked to so far on the podcast who's undecided, that's a big reason. Are there parents? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that's kind of like the number one thing that gets said to me after who's going to take care of you when you're old is, well, what do your parents think about it? And it's like, well, I'm, I'm 33 years old. Like, I don't know what my parents think, you know? Like... I do know because I have a good relationship with them, mm-hmm. but I, like, at the end of the day, it's none of their business, you know? This is my life to live. Right. And that is still a very foreign concept for most adults, I think. Especially, like, I mean, my mom's a little bit younger than baby boomers, but, like, it's just wild. Like, it's so crazy, the generational differences, you know yes. what I mean? Like, we have computers in our pockets and... Yes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Everything changed so rapidly. That's insane. At a point when they were already adults, you yeah. know. And for us, I mean, I don't think the internet really played a big role in my life until probably my first year of college. Because mm-hmm. even in high school, I mean, I guess we were on AOL Instant Messenger. I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the time. That was, like, my main interaction with the internet. But... It, di- it does change everything. You get access to so many more I- ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the generations that are following us, we're going to be, like, weirded out by, too, you know? And, like, that's, like, my one thing to me. Like, if I want to be this sort of, like, social agitator, I part of my process also has to be prepping myself to be agitated. Right. <laughs> because I want to constantly be evolving myself and moving towards progress like I don't want to hit that wall how Swedish of you I, <laughs> I love it yes spoken like a true sweet yeah <laughs> no it's something admirable about you guys I think it's cool are you kidding yeah but I think you know and but I think that because I don't have kids I'm able to focus more time on myself too and for sure and thinking about all those things so it's definitely a different lifestyle for sure um but do you, for you personally, though, mm-hmm. do you envision yourself having regrets if you don't have kids? Um, I don't know if it's regret, but I'll definitely wonder. I'll be like, oh, I yeah. wonder what what would have been. Like, Dolores and Vivian would have been great moms. Yeah. You know, and they would have been great partners, too. And you just never know how life's going to end up. Did you ever talk to them about why they didn't have kids or um, get married? Well, they didn't get married. I I mean, I should talk to them about it again, but they were just kind of like, they never met anyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Dolores is more notorious for being super picky. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, you know, vocally knows what a pain in the ass she is. Yeah. Like, everybody has a pain in the ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and wait, before I, I keep forgetting to say this, uh, regarding vaccinations, my brother and I both got vaccinations, mm-hmm. and he's autistic and I'm not, so yeah. there's Jenny well, McCarthy. Well, it's been debunked, but... Well, well, it still comes up, and I'm oh, like, yeah. wow, well, man. Yeah, the, it is... It, well, yeah, because, like, Kat Von D just came out and said she's an anti-vaxxer, and then her, like, stock tanked, or her company is That's, worth... Oh, like, great, I'm glad. Right, right I'm now, glad and then that she everyone... had to, like, kind of come back around back to it. Pedal. 
But yeah, it's it's just it's like why do, why do you think we don't have these diseases anymore? Measles, yeah, because what was it? Measles of the vaccine coming back. Yeah, these fucking idiots. You know, and, I, and not to put any blind faith in the medical community or blind faith in the pharmaceutical industry, of mm-hmm. course, but like it's not that long ago that major medical crises that killed multiple people like and it wasn't that rare for kids to die in childhood and all this stuff we can easily look back on our history and then we can easily see the progress that's been made and how it's actually much more rare for kids to die in childbirth or not childbirth um in childhood based on having the flu or fever or something, you know, not that it doesn't happen. So it obviously does, but it's just, I don't understand people who are so willfully like ignorant to medical progress. It's very obvious. To they me. love to, especially anyone who's like a little bit against capitalism loves to be like, right. Oh, yeah. It's big pharma. And it's like, okay, well that's an easy, like very lazy way to look at it. Yes, they're, it's all layered, and you have to be introspective on the whole picture to understand where the problems start and where they end and how to fix that. You're so cute. Sorry. <laughs> I'm only smiling because I'm like, look at her go, man. She's right. I love it. So, okay, so you probably, you, I think, like, even though you're undecided, I think mm-hmm. it seems like you have a decent handle on the situation. It's Obviously, it sounds like you know that your mom bears a lot of weight on this decision for mm-hmm. you um, and that whoever you partner with will too um, and that you yourself are sort of like... Wait, bears weight on the decision? What do you to mean? To have kids. I mean, she she would like me to, but she's not like... Hey, have you found no, no, no. I, I just mean your love for her. Oh, and, like, sure. Yeah, yeah. That is a positive, like, put that in the column to have kids. You right, know, right. When you're, like, checking yeah. off the list. Um, so, I mean, it kind of sounds like it's a quote-unquote problem that will figure itself out just by you living your life the way you feel best to live it. Yeah. Which I think is kind of the only way things can go often, mm-hmm. you know? Like... I don't think you're going to do anything that's going to have kids surprise you. <laughs> um, Unless but... I have, like, a banger of a night. <laughs> Three months later, I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, that's always, like, my nightmare, just not knowing. <laughs> so do you So you and Lane, like, take active precautions to not... You, like, use... I've got an IED. Oh, yeah. cool. Oh, good. So... For, I'm too chicken shit to do it. I looked into it, and then I'm like, I'm scared. It wasn't really that bad. Um, That's what I'm I hear. Yeah. Very afraid of needles and everything, and I do faint all the time, mm-hmm. um, especially in doctors' offices. And it did. I did get a little nervous about it. My sister is a doctor, though, and she inserts IUDs sometimes. And she told me that having your period actually makes it a little easier because your uterus is more relaxed and it's naturally lubricated. Mm -hmm. So I did have my period just by happenstance. I was almost going to cancel the appointment, but I went. And so that was a little awkward because you kind of have to lie, like, naked on a chair thing (laughs) when you have your, like, full-blown period. But otherwise, 
it was pretty quick. It didn't feel it didn't feel like pain or anything like that. Oh, that's cool. Because I've heard of women being super crampy after, or they make well, them more crampy, yeah. or if they don't insert it properly, which can happen. And I think that's all just kind of due to. And I think like if you ask your doctor enough questions beforehand, you can get a sense about whether or not you're going to be a good fit for it. Because that, my understanding is a lot of the time, if like a uterus is like tilted or position differently Mm -hmm. it can be a little harder to insert but your doctor would be able to tell like that about your body before you get it done right um but I love it because I don't have to worry about taking a pill or doing anything like that um my period doesn't really happen that much anymore I get cramping and stuff but it's pretty light otherwise Mm -hmm. um which is nice um that is nice and I've had it for two and a half years so I have two and a half years left on this one because I got the marina which is marina I looked into that one yeah yeah I looked into all of it hormonal but it's just localized so it doesn't go through your whole body Mm because I was very affected by the birth control pill I do get very affected by it my moods were always woof and one time in college, I was taking... I don't even know why I was really even taking birth control. Because I wasn't even having sex regularly in college. <laughs> I went to a Christian school, so it was, there was a lot of things happening. But I got a free sample of... It was called Seasonal. And it was one of the hormonal birth control pills that would take... Like, it got rid of your period entirely for, like... Or it got, it was like down to four periods a year. So you'd have a period every three months. Mm-hmm. And it just messed me up so bad. Like it, my friend, I would go from like hysterically laughing to hysterically crying. And I'd be in these wild mood swings. And my friends finally were like, you need to stop taking that birth control. It's you have like, good friends. Yeah, I know, I know. You have great friends. Are you kidding? That are like, hey, yeah. you're, you're losing your shit right now. <laughs> And so I did, and then I was like, yeah, I don't even know why I'm taking this anyway. Um, Good for them. I'm glad they were so sweet to you. But, yeah, but the IUD doesn't, um, it doesn't have, like, those side effects or anything like that. So I've liked it, but, again, I do have friends who've had um, weird Yeah, everybody's different. Or something like that, but I think it's pretty straightforward. And they've got more options now, too, because when I did it, it was only the marina and the copper and or maybe it was maybe they had more than two I don't know but um I chose not to go with the copper even though it's longer just because I have like a metal sensitivity so I didn't know how Mm -hmm. that would affect me um so yeah I'll just I guess I'll get it take it out when it's done and then put in another one put in another one or I don't know just have kids no no no, (laughs) not have kids not have kids I just Lane and I didn't even use birth control for, like, the first three years of our relationship. He'd just pull out? Yeah, he just pulled out. And I've, I've never had, like, a pregnancy scare. Yeah. I have taken one pregnancy test, but that was years ago, and I, again, wasn't even having sex. You're insane. Now I know why you date a comedian, you fucking lunatic. Why? Was it you just a wild Friday night? You're like, fuck it, let's get a $20 no, pregnancy thing. I had thing. a boyfriend. It was my college boyfriend. And you, we didn't even have sex. I don't even know what happened. You I, convinced that like one cell I, of sperm yeah, got in there. Yeah, I think there. we just had a makeout. And I was like, I don't even remember the details. He fingered you and you're like, for sure like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> he was like, you're losing your mind. <laughs> 
So, so melodramatic, Ron. It was so silly. Um, I just needed to work through something, I guess. But, yeah, but in my sexual life, I haven't had any pregnancy scares. Will Winter scared me because he was, like, talking about how this woman that he knew had her IUD taken out and then they have to wait like two week period before they can put the new one in Mm -hmm. and in that two week period she got pregnant and she was like almost 40 or something so he was like yeah it just it just puts your body on hold I think and then (laughs) you'll be raring to go like later in your 30s and 40s I know a woman who yeah like she uh she had been taking birth control for a super long time and she was like in her later 30s and she stopped taking the birth control and she and she got pregnant yeah and the doctor told her like oh no like you know you're off birth control but it won't be another like three months till you're like fertile again or whatever and yeah and now she has two kids Yeah, yeah exactly no I won't be having kids but I don't know I'll figure it out we'll see um, but I highly recommend if you You're do it, brave I could do girl. it, anyone could do it. Wow. I did almost faint as I left because that's how it works for me. I am crazy. <laughs> so anyway, that, but it was not medically induced, just my brain. Um, which is medical. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. For in that circumstance. Yes, it is. Um, I just need to get over whatever fear of doctor's offices I have. They're scary. It's valid. Yeah, but to cut off brain circulation or oxygen circulation to your brain is a little extreme. Maybe get hypnotized. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, I should get hypnotized and solve a lot of my problems. No more frogs. Uh, No more fainting. Anything with an F. Yeah. Well, Irene, thank Aww. you so much. Lady, this was so nice. For being here. I'm glad we finally made it work. Time I know. We're such busy gals. It's true. It's the hardest part of having a podcast to schedule. For sure. Um, but thank you for being so open with everyone oh, yeah. and teaching me a lot of things. Um, and where can people find you if they're curious to know more? Uh, IreneMorales.com. Nice. I know. I'm so proud. Do you keep up with your calendar there, No, too? I'm a shit yeah. bag. <laughs> that's, that's nobody has ever said. Oh, yes. It's always up to date. No, yes. I'm the worst with it. But um, but it does... My website does link to my Instagram and my Twitter, which is easy for me to update. But I should... Especially with all these LA shows, I should just be like, look. Yes. Here are my shows. Uh, but no, I'm a disaster. Very exciting. Yeah, have Thanks. fun in LA. Thanks, lady. Um, you know, I brought my suitcase. Say hi to all the LA friends. Um, um, yeah, I'm going to see Megan. I'm going to yeah. see everybody. But, uh, Blair, I was about to say Blair yeah. and Greta. Yeah. Yeah, um, say hi to them for me. I miss yeah. them. I, yeah, I wish, like, I wish all the places were just swished together so that everyone lived close and could experience their pure happiness and whatever climate and cultural vibes suits them the best. But we don't have to be far. Maybe someday. I mean, we'll probably all be in, like, Kansas eventually because the waters have risen and we'll be fleeing the coast. We'll be like little goats on a mountain. (laughs) Do you have coffee? Yeah, for sure. Listeners, thank you for hanging in there and tuning in again for another week. Um, also, just want to make it clear, introverts, I love you. I just don't like the memes. Uh, the memes are too much. Um, but uh, please, please, please follow us and rate us on iTunes and subscribe. Um, if you have any actual facts based on the 
non-factual facts I provided in this episode, you know, I always appreciate an email write-in to notthemamapod at gmail.com. I love it. And interact with us on social media, especially Instagram at notthemamamedia um, handle. Um, Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.